The opening sentence of today's gospel text seems just a little understated or underwhelming. I perhaps should have tried to proclaim it as if I was almost out of breath. After all, it is the reporting by the two disciples of Emmaus about their very recent experience of having had supper with the risen Christ. Luke had already told us that they had rushed back to Jerusalem to tell the others. And if that had happened to you or I, wouldn't we be recounting the whole experience with sort of a breathless explosion of information, tripping over our tongue, as it were, trying to make sure we hadn't forgotten any of the details about our hearts being set on fire. This story, of course, would have included the details about Jesus appearing to them as they walked along and they didn't recognize him. And then they did recognize him at the breaking of the bread, and when they looked up, he wasn't there. For Luke, this Emmaus episode concludes his whole passion narrative and interprets the meaning of the cross in the very breaking of bread. And for us, the embodiment of the cross is in our Eucharist. What led Jesus to the cross is now fulfilled in the breaking of bread. Eucharist is the ultimate resurrection story. But today's event takes us and takes that interpretation one step further. For the breaking of bread leads to mission. Our celebration of Eucharist is never finished when we leave the table we are sent to begin again, every time. The same mission that the risen Christ gave to the gathering of women and men in the gospel story. A mission, a life of reconciliation for all nations, a mission still unfolding in our time. And in the middle of all of that excitement, Jesus stands in their midst. They are terrified. And so he says, peace be with you. The gift of peace is to allow them to move forward into life. The greeting of peace restores the relationship between them the one that they had thought was destroyed by the empty tomb. He does not intend that they continue in despair or fear or unbelief or confusion. What Jesus has in mind is a new and transforming and astonishing grasp of life. They are once again 
disciples, but disciples of the risen Christ. Everything has changed. We have always understood that Eucharist is the very center of our lives. It is the very heart of the sacramental life of the Church. It is what we do often, and it's what we do best as a community, a household of faith. This theology is made visible for us in the very way that we arrange our liturgical space. Church documents and current church practice places the altar in the center of our natural focus when we assemble. The whole space centers, focus, draws in to the ritual act at and around the place where bread is broken. The liturgy we have come to understand once again in our tradition is not a spectator event. There is no audience. But not being able to gather around word and table and in fact sort of being reduced to an audience this past year and some has been a difficult experience for so many. For they miss, we miss, the centering, the gathering, the convocation. And yet, we still believe deeply that the whole assembly, whether virtually or physically gathered, is still the subject of the celebration of breaking of bread. Here we do bold and astonishing things. Here we eat the body of Christ and drink the blood of Christ. And we proclaim, as Jesus said we should, that repentance for the forgiveness of sins because of him is possible. These actions shape every purpose and pathway of our lives. It's interesting that in almost all of the post-resurrection stories, the signal that Jesus uses to convince his disciples that it's him is to eat. To eat at Emmaus, to eat breakfast on the shore, and to eat in this story in the upper room where he asks for a piece of baked fish. And that, to me, having tried to eat a piece of baked gefilte fish, is a sign of a near-death experience. (laughs) And so that Jesus ate that is a sign of real life. And so having recognized the risen Christ, we, like the people described in the first reading, must live reformed lives. 
Having recognized the risen Christ, we, like the people addressed in the second reading today, are to be faithful to the commandments of God. Having recognized the risen Christ, we, like the disciples in the gospel, must preach the good news of forgiveness to all people. Easter faith assures us that all this is possible. Once again, the Easter mystery unfolds in our midst. It should leave us catching our breath. <laughs>